that's a local sprint. I did that one last year and I think I placed second overall. So I'm kind of gunning for that, hopefully number one spot. We'll see. And then I have a local Olympic the weekend after. And then one of my A races is the 70.3 in New York, which is July 10. And then I have a trail half marathon in August and then age group nationals in Wisconsin for the sprint and Olympic distances. Hey, it's your host, Brittany, and welcome to the Mom Sweat Sanity podcast, where we talk all things life, health, fitness, kids, relationships, you name it, nothing is off the table. A little bit of just me and a whole lot of knowledgeable guests. So throw on your Lulus to run or to mom, grab yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and join us as we unpack life's pressing topics and learn a little bit more of the who, what, whys of it all. Or at the very least, get real, share some wisdom, and grab practical tips to help in our daily lives. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. Today I sat down with Ashley. Ashley is also a member of the Betty Squad, and you can find her over at Instagram at try underscore mom underscore of four. She is all things inspiring and motivation, and I definitely suggest you go check out her feed. She is an athlete, triathlete, art teacher, wife, and mom to four. Today, we connected on all the things, including living a life with an autoimmune disease, in this case, hypothyroidism. So I hope that you guys enjoy today's conversation. Thanks again for tuning in. So yeah, maybe just tell me a little bit about yourself. So you're a teacher, what grade and athlete, all the things. Yep. So I teach elementary art. I've been teaching for, I think, almost 17 years now. And it's kindergarten through sixth grade. So I see about 600 students in the course of the week. So it's fast and furious, but I kind of love that. I had some student teaching placements in the secondary high school classroom. And I just, I kind of miss that, you know, busyness of the little kids and the kids energy. So yeah, and the kids love like, that I dress to match with what we're learning. So if we're, you know, making space art, then I got, you know, some fancy space dresses and skirts and just kind of make it fun, kind of like Miss Frizzle. But I love that. <laughs> yeah, really enjoy it. And if I can, you know, be a highlight of my kids, the students day and kind of make their day go a little bit smoother and have a little more fun. I feel like kids don't get the opportunities to create like they used to, you know, growing up, I feel like, you know, kids were getting messy and had more opportunities in the classroom to be creating art. And now the curriculum is so busy that they don't get it as much as they used to. But you're bringing them inspiration every day that they get to see you. So that's amazing. Yeah, yep, lots of fun. So So we have come across each other via the Betty Squad. So how long have you been a part of the Betty Squad and triathlon and, you know, endurance and all those crazy types of sports? How did you get into that? So I've always been into sports. I grew up with four brothers and three sisters. So there was eight of us. And so sports were always key growing up. I mean, my childhood, all I do is remember, you know, being outside playing baseball and basketball and riding bikes with my brothers and sisters. And so in high school, I played basketball, volleyball and ran track. Basketball is my favorite. And then I went on to college to play basketball and run track. And I continued to just do like small races after college, mostly 5Ks. I was a 100 meter dash runner. So I kind of like the fast to get it done and (laughs) with as quick as possible. So I mostly did 5Ks and I was never really endurance athlete. 
And then after I had my first two kids, I had patella tendonitis. And so I bought a road bike and got into that a little bit. And then I had my PT was actually Iron Man or Iron Woman. And she really inspired me. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And I only had one other friend that I knew of that did triathlons. And it was kind of on my bucket list that I wanted to do someday, but I didn't know how to swim. (laughs) So that was kind of a problem. So two years ago, I made a New Year's resolution to learn to swim. And so one of the teachers that's in my building, he teaches elementary swim lessons to kids. And I took six swim lessons with him. And it was really, really humbling trying to learn to swim as an adult. And that was the first year that I applied for the Betty Squad. So I think it was like 2019. And I I did not get in. And I probably because I never actually did a triathlon. (laughs) (laughs) But so I just kept with swimming and it was really slow going. I couldn't even go underwater without plugging my nose and I couldn't go across the pool without feeling like I was drowning and just sticking with it. And then 2020 was supposed to be my first year where I was going to try a triathlon. And of course, uh, COVID hit. And so there weren't any races. And so I just really focused on building that foundation for the following year. And I think having that little bit of extra time to kind of prepare myself and build strength and endurance really helped me to excel in my first year racing last year. Amazing. So, and you say like, you didn't know how to swim, like you did not know how to swim at all or like, you know, stroke to get around a lake. Yeah. So like if I was, you know, tubing on the back of a boat or something and I fell off I could like paddle my way back to the boat but I had no idea how to do the strokes or the breathing and the timing and it was all new to me yeah amazing oh my gosh wow and in such a short period of time from then till 2019 like that's incredible how far you've come and now you're looking at races and competing in a swimming environment <laughs> so last year was officially my first year racing and I did six triathlons. So I was kind of making up for lost time. So I did two sprints and then the rest were Olympics. And then my last one, my A race was at the end of the season. And that was Ironman 70.3 Michigan. So that was, I was kind of building up to it and it went really well. So amazing. Cause we know that that's not a short swim. So (laughs) it's like, I just have the swim, but, but it went really well. So wow. where does your inspiration motivation come from to do triathlon and all these other endeavors? I always say it's my form of like stress relief. Life is so busy with work and kids sports and everything I have to do around the home. And, you know, all those little pieces where I feel like that's the one part of my day that is just for me. And, you know, I get to decompress and unwind from all the other things going on in life. And then I think showing my kids too, that like anything is possible. You know, I was started at square one, had no clue what I was doing. And, you know, I have won my age group in a lot of races and I've had a couple podium finishes. And so just showing them that, you know, sticking with something and working hard, even my own kids, but even like my students too, like I have a lot of conversations with them about, you know, sports that they're doing and things that I'm doing and just how staying consistent and putting the time and the effort in really pays off in the long run. Absolutely. 
I noticed that you do a lot of things early in the morning to get your time in and I feel you and I hear you there as do I. But question for you, because I do know that you deal with hypothyroidism. So how do you find, I guess, first of all, that affects yourself in terms of just general life, but then also in training life? And how do you find the energy to get through your day? So I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism probably 14 or 15 years ago before I had kids. So I was put on Synthroid and I never really felt great or like I did before I was diagnosed. So I spent a lot of time just researching like holistic approaches to hypothyroidism. I never found an endocrinologist that I liked because all the research that I did kind of contradicted everything that they said. So I went to a holistic doctor for my thyroid and I was put on a couple supplements to support my thyroid and my adrenals and a couple other just nutrition supplements. Like I take turmeric every day. I've had a couple in-body scans where they scan for, you know, your hydration and inflammation. And I put a lot of hours in training, but I have like almost no inflammation, which is kind of rare for someone with an autoimmune disease. And so I think just diet and sleep and all those, you know, little pieces kind of together kind of helps me to keep my energy and keep moving and feeling like I'm actually me. Because I think with hypothyroidism, like you don't feel like yourself when you have those real low lows, when your numbers are off, it just, it's like almost like an out-of-body experience. And I think my biggest game changer, probably... Eight years ago, I went gluten-free and I feel like that was one of my biggest game changers because I feel like the gluten was a big trigger for the inflammation and the brain fog. It just seemed to help me a lot. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I would say I definitely need to cut gluten out. I don't eat a lot of gluten, but I cheat and I consume it, you know, here and there. And it definitely adds up. And lately, especially I've been noticing that the brain fog is heavy and I don't know if you find like, I find it hard to explain to people like what brain fog actually feels right. <laughs> right. Because like. yeah. unless you have it, you don't get it. Right. So having more of a regimented kind of routine and diet has really helped you excel, I guess, at a higher level for yourself and for your body. I think so. I think without staying on top of, you know, my nutrition, that's when I do notice those lows in energy and I drag in and I'm like, okay, what's going on? Where am I cutting the corners or what am I not doing that I should be doing? And I think that's one of the biggest components. Yeah, absolutely. I also like what you said about how, you know, you were doing your own research and diving in and you found a functional based practice. It's so you know, you have to advocate for yourself so often. And I think that that is one of the key because our doctors are so quick to just like, here's your prescription, you'll feel better soon. And that's unfortunately, that's not the way that it works. (laughs) Right. And maybe fortunately, at the same time, finding a better, healthier solution also can help. Right, exactly. Just trying different avenues. And it's almost like a trial and error. Okay, let's try this and see what's working. And okay, I don't feel great. Let's try this and just, you know, kind of dialing things in. Yeah. I think it's just such a positive thing to talk about. So many of us feel like, you know, in the dark, it's things that we don't actually talk about that much autoimmune disorders, you know, brain fog, that's not normal, you know, it is for the first year after pregnancy, and then it should leave you. So if you're feeling these different ways, do advocate for yourself and look for those reasons as to what is the root cause of it. 
absolutely. Because I remember like when I would, you know, tell my endocrinologist my symptoms and he's like, nope, you're just a busy mom. You're just a busy mom. And I was like, no, there's something else going on here that's just off and not right. And that I try to function, you know, holistic functional doctor. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So what is your year looking like for races in the triathlon world? Okay. So, well, I just got a new bike. It got delivered last night. So I'm super excited about that. So my first year racing, we actually had our local bike shop order me a bike, but they took my measurements and they called the bike company and they actually ordered me one that was a size too big. And so I went for like a professional real, I had like a smaller quick bike fit when I first got it. And then when I went for like the legit race bike fit, the guy's like, this bike is way too big for you. (laughs) So heartbreaking, but we ended up ordering a new bike that came last night. So I'm excited to race with my new bike. But anyways, my first race will be June 4th. And that's a local sprint. I did that one last year. And I think I placed second overall. So I'm kind of gotten for that hopefully number one spot we'll see and then I have a local Olympic the weekend after and then one of my a races is the 70.3 in New York which is July 10 and then I have a trail half marathon in August and then age group nationals in Wisconsin for the sprint and Olympic distances and then I have one more that's close to home um, the Michigan Ironman 70.3, but I haven't signed up yet. So I'm kind of on the fence. That's the one I did last year, which was my first half Ironman distance. And I felt like it went well and I liked the course and it was close to my parents, my hometown. So my brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews came and cheered on the race course, which was super fun and motivating. So that one's kind of on the fence, but those are the main ones right now. Amazing. You have a busy lineup set up. That's for sure. I don't know. I always want to just do just a little bit better with, you know, every race and every workout. And so my goal is just to aim a little bit higher and do each of those distances just a little bit faster. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a coach or training program that you adhere to? I hear you hearing your A race. So do you use TriDot or are you on a certain system? So last year, my first year, I went with TriDot because I didn't really know how to train. And I felt like it went really, really well. Like I felt like I grew a lot and I, you know, advanced my skills and I learned a ton. So I went with that my first year. And then this year I met a coach through a friend and his background and my friend's background was more similar to my background. I just thought having someone that's a more personalized, I know TriDot is personal, like they break it down where it's for, you know, each individual athlete. Thought I was gonna go a different route, and we're using training peaks. But my coach I'm using right now is Derek Garcia, and I really like the workouts that he's building for me. And I feel like I've seen a lot of progress already, so I'm just excited to see the growth from last year and how it transfers this year with the training that I'm doing with him. Yeah, absolutely. I find that that's where I get really excited when you like actually are putting in the time, and then you you know, finish your FTP week, or you have that race, and you see that you're like starting to knock time off. It's so motivating that what's next? Where can I sign up? What can I do next? Yeah, right. For sure. Do you have a preference in distances? Because you kind of have a whole bunch of different ones coming up. I've only done the one half Ironman distance. And I kind of really like the Olympic distance. And I think I almost have placed better in the sprint distance. So 
I don't know if that's that background of, you know, track and field, the 800 background, you know, speed and, and whatnot. But like I said, I'm kind of new to endurance training and racing. So I just feel like every year is a building block. So I don't know what, you know, my jam will be in the future. But right now, I kind of love that Olympic distance where it does take some training, but it doesn't require as much time as the 70.3 distance. But I think there's pros and cons to every distance. And you can learn a lot from every distance. So, oh, yeah, I hear you there. Definitely. I think that that's kind of what keeps it all humble all the time, too, right? There's something to learn in the training as well as every single race day. Absolutely. Yeah, there was definitely something I learned at every race, which was, you know, kind of fun. And that was motivating right there just to keep at it. And, oh, you know, what am I going to learn today? And how will I improve today? So, yep, yeah, great middle. So last year you were a part of the Betty squad. So is this your second year then? Yep. So this is my second year and I'm just obsessed with, you know, the girls on the team and that motivation. And when I first started, like I thought I was working hard and then I saw what all these other girls were doing and I was like, oh, wow. And I fully believe in, you know, surrounding yourself with people that are going to make you train harder and, you know, level up. And so I think that has been a game changer too, being part of the squad because. I mean, you wake up and you check your Strava or, you know, Instagram and you see what the other girls are doing and you're like, well, I know I better put my work in because, you know, I don't want to serious FOMO when you don't. (laughs) There is. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I thought this year I did, well, back in December, I did a half Ironman down in Indian Wells with a bunch of the girls. And that was my first experience of being on the squad and having them around and just the like until you're in that kind of environment, like you don't realize how much that actually helps you on race day and having other people around that are there for like, you know, the same cause, but so positive and just a whole other level of inspiration and motivation. Yep. Yep. Very positive and uplifting and cheering each other on. It's a good thing. A lot of fun. Yeah. Well, so one last question for you. So what is your main why and why you're doing it all? But in terms of why are you racing? Why do you enjoy leveling up and pushing yourself? I don't know. As a competitor, like I've always been very, very competitive. And I've always been into kind of pushing your limits and seeing what your body is capable of. And so I think the piece of, you know, how can I challenge myself to do more and to be, you know, a better athlete and just grow as an athlete. But I just love that challenge piece of it, the the mind and the body, you know, and overcoming the obstacles. But I think that's a big why is, you know, I just enjoy it, the competitiveness. And I think the community too, I think that's one of the biggest things that I do enjoy about the triathlon world is that everyone is so supportive and willing to, you know, share their secrets or their insights about how to improve. And so I think it's the community piece and just, I don't know, (laughs) there's just a lot to it. I don't know. Well said. I feel like triathlon, like in my experience also has been so community oriented and it's as much as it is still a competition and a race to so many, to so many, it's not, it's just getting out there and accomplishing something and pushing their body to new limits. And so I think it takes away that overall pressure and everyone is available to share and help. And it is just such a positive community. That's what I've always said. Triathletes would be the nicest people you'll ever meet because they're 
you know, very bracing. Like I'm part of the, our local triathlete group. And I mean, I work out with strangers all the time because, you know, they're like, come run with me, come swim with me. You know what I mean? It's just a great group of people to be part of. Yeah. Absolutely. And then finding a whole group of women that are similar and like-minded too, and that we can come together from all over the world and feel like we are just a whole squad that we've known each other for so long. It's pretty an amazing feat also that Kristen has put together. So I'm so happy to be a part of it and to have met you through this also, and hopefully in person one day as well. Well, thank you, Ashley, so much for joining me. It was nice to kind of put an actual face to name and everything and get to know a little bit more about you and your journey and everything. So thank you for taking the time. Yeah, likewise with you. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So thank thank you. you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it. See you next week. You can find me on Instagram at momsweatsam.com.